Well, this time I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Continue the sermon series on Christian warfare and the battle gear necessary to fight. I'll begin reading at verse 10 to verse 20. In stanza 5 of Jesus, I my cross have taken, we, we sung, soon shall close thy earthly mission. And during this mission, we put on God's armor. And this morning, we look at the armor of battle footwear that God provides for his people to fight the spiritual battle. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. Let us now hear God's word. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Thus far the reading of God's word. Let's ask his blessing in a time of prayer. Father in heaven, we know that your word is true. We confess it. It is the inspired, living, and active Word of God. And we thank you for your Word. And your Word teaches us that we are indeed in a spiritual battle. A battle not against flesh and blood, but a battle against spiritual forces of evil. Against Satan and his cohorts who seek to destroy, who seek to discourage, who seek to defeat the people of God. But, O oh Lord, we rest in your promise. We rest in faith. We rest in the promise of the gospel that you, O oh Lord, will preserve to the end your people whom you have called the people of God redeemed by the blood of Christ. And we fight this spiritual battle from the victory that Jesus has already won. And so we, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and its suffering and shame, so that we may have life and life eternal, that we, O oh Lord, may be given your spirits to fight the good fight of faith and to put on the armor of God. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Congregation of Christ, we heard a sermon on 
preparing for battle and what's necessary to prepare for battle. We heard a sermon on knowing the enemy and how important it is to know who we fight against, that spiritual enemy. Paul exhorts believers to stand firm, to withstand the evil schemes of the devil and his cohorts. In fact, we see throughout the passage that we need to stand, stand, stand firm, withstand, resist. And so we looked at that piece of armor, those two pieces of armor, the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness, and what it means to put on daily the belt and the breastplate. The belt of truth being what we talked about last week, girding up your loins in truth and all that that meant, that metaphor. And the breastplate of righteousness, not our righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ. And we looked at the context and, and why we put on the breastplate of righteousness, that is Christ's righteousness, to be able to withstand the evil schemes of the devil. As a police officer gets up in the morning to put on his whole uniform to prepare for battle against those who are against him, he puts on the utility belt, he puts on the bulletproof vest before he goes on his shift. We need to put on daily, we need to put on daily the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. It's imperative that we do that. At verse 15, there's a third piece of armor. Look with me in your Bible. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In the original language in the New Testament, having shod the feet with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Kind of like gird up your loins. We don't talk that way anymore. We don't say, shot up your feet, young man. Let's go for a walk. What's the meaning of the metaphor to shot up your feet? Having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So what's the meaning of the metaphor? Let's look at that first. In the Bible, the feet are used figuratively. Let's think about the feet first before we talk about the shoes or the shotting up, binding up of the feet. The feet are used figuratively to refer to man's motion to perform a certain activity. You walk somewhere to a certain destination, you're active, you're going somewhere. And the feet had this figurative meaning of performing a certain activity. Now the soldier's belt and the soldier's breastplate are indispensable for battle. The breastplate protects the vital organs. We looked at that last week. But what about footwear? Is that important too? It seems seemingly unimportant or less important than, let's say, the belt of truth or the breastplate of righteousness. But indeed, it is essential. It is absolutely essential that we put on footwear for the body, for the shoes, or for the feet. Why? Why is it so important? Well, for many reasons, if the feet are not protected in the shoe, the body will lack balance and mobility in battle. Put on shoes. Put shoes on your feet. Having the readiness of the gospel of peace. If feet are not protected well, 
the soldier's ability to fight against the enemy is greatly hindered and susceptible to great harm to the feet. And it could leave the soldier exposed to the elements of nature, the elements of the harmful debris on the ground. And reason teaches us the necessity of footwear, doesn't it? You may remember reading in your history books of George Washington's army in 1777 when they're on their way to Valley Forge in that hard winter in southeast Pennsylvania. They suffered defeats, many defeats, and they were marching toward Valley Forge. They had no clothes, and they had terrible footwear. And what happened? There were blood marks that left a trail all the way to Valley Forge. Any enemy could have found them out. And they suffered for it. They suffered for it. Proper battle footwear is absolutely essential. It's necessary for the Christian warfare. Shoes to be put on the feet. Boots to be put on the feet. To fight effectively. To have mobility. To have balance. As I mentioned last week, the apostle probably used a common Roman battle gear as he saw the Roman soldier keeping guard over him. God provides the armor for his people, and and Paul illustrates using Roman battle gear, using it as metaphors for the Christian warfare. And he sees the shoes, the boots, or rather the sandals that the Roman soldier wore. It was called a caliga. A caliga was a sandal-like shoe with many straps binding around the foot and had a very thick sole. And a very unique feature of this sandal is that it had studs on the bottom of the sole. Athletes, you wear cleats. Why do you wear cleats? For balance, mobility, to stand firm, not slip, slide. You're on your feet. You're able to stand. I remember back in the soccer days, many, many years ago, and I, would take, I was called to take penalty kicks or free kicks from about 18 yards out or 20 yards out. And if I didn't have the right cleats for the right grass, the right turf, every time I would take the shot, my left, I was a right foot, I was right footed, and so every time I took my shot with my right foot, my left foot would slide underneath me, and I'd do like, not a 360, but I felt like it when I was in the air. I had no traction, I had no mobility, I wasn't standing firm when I made the shot on goal. Think about battle, think about something more, more significant than an athletic game. If you don't have balance and mobility in battle, Your life is in danger. And so they had these these, um, things under under their sole. They were called hobnails. They were like uh, large-headed nails uh, for studying the uh, shoe soles. And these soldiers uh, were uh, helped by that because it prevented them from falling and slipping and losing balance. When we put on the shoes on our feet with the readiness of the gospel, we're standing firm. We're finding a firm footing. 
because we're finding our footing in the gospel, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this metaphor, many interpreters believe that it's either offensive or defensive. Some land on the offensive side and some land on the defensive side. And so I want to consider the offensive use of this battle footwear. In, the, in the, the verse it says, And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. What does it mean then when we put on the readiness, the preparedness of the gospel of peace? Does it mean that Christians engage the world with the gospel in the work of evangelism and mission? This would be the offensive use. And some translators, some interpreters rather, think it's this offensive use of the gospel of peace being carried forth into missionary evangelistic activity. For example, in Isaiah 52, we hear this, Awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion, put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city, for there shall no more come into you the uncircumcised and the unclean. And then Isaiah goes on to say, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring peace and good news, who brings the good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Similarly, the Apostle Paul references Isaiah 52 in Romans chapter 10. You may recall when, when Paul says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet who bring good news. And so some believe that what this armor is that God gives us is that strength, that ability to go forth offensively to attack the gates of Hades with the gospel of peace. In Romans Paul refers to ordained men preaching the word of God, pastors, missionaries, church planters. In Ephesians, however, he's talking about the armor of God, an armor given to all Christians to put on daily, to put on the boots, the shoes, on the feet, with the readiness of the gospel, to be on the offensive, because we, we do live in a present evil age, and the devil holds captive the minds of unbelievers blinding them to the truth of God and the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. People are living in darkness and sin, people living in unbelief, broken people, broken people in bondage to their own sin, in bondage to the tyranny of the devil. Offensively, we put on the shoes with the readiness of the gospel and we go forth, we march forward with this gospel. When we do this, we storm the gates of Hades, not with literal, literal weapons of warfare, but with the armor God provides, with the readiness of the gospel of peace through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, we enter enemy territory daily. And Christ will build His church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against us. This means that the church militant goes forth, putting on those shoes, those military boots, to be ambassadors of peace, ambassadors of the gospel of Christ, 
The offensive use of battle footwear of God's armor is a common understanding among interpreters of Scripture. But other interpreters of Scripture look at the footwear, this battle footwear, defensively. Defensively. And being defensive is not a bad thing. We shouldn't look at at being defensive as a bad thing. Because it is a good thing in spiritual warfare. So the defensive use of paddle footwear. This interpretation is closest to the context of Ephesians. Turn with me to chapter 2, verse 14 through 17. Paul talks about Gentiles who are the uncircumcised, who didn't, they were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. They didn't have the promises of God like Israel did. And what did Jesus do on the cross? For he himself, verse 14, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Both Jew and Gentile reconciled together. And both Jew and Gentile being reconciled to God through the cross of Christ. Thereby making peace with God. The inner peace of God dwells in the believer of Jesus Christ by the power of the Spirit. And what does Satan seek to do? What what do the cohorts seek to do to destroy that peace? They seek to destroy the peace that we have in Christ. And so this piece of armor enables the Christian to stand his or her ground and to avoid the fear, despair, and hopelessness that we sometimes feel or have. We need to be on the defense. Get those cleats, get those hobnails, those spikes deeply in the turf and stand your ground with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the peace that comes through it. Because Satan seeks to destroy the peace you have with him. That's the defensive use of this armor. Just as you put on your shoes daily to go to work or school or play, daily put on the readiness of the gospel of peace to protect your spiritual balance and mobility to stand firm. Remember where your peace comes from. Remember who it comes from. Remember that you have fellowship with the Father through the Son. You have peace with God. And therefore you have access to the Father through Christ. And the evil one seeks to rob you of that peace. 
to steal that peace from you. Do you know that? Do you know that's one of his objectives, to steal that peace from you? To rob you of joy that you have in him? Dig those hobnails, dig those cleats of peace into the ground that stand firmly in the ground, holding firm the promise of the gospel of peace. Defensively, then, the battle footwear of God's armor enables and strengthens us not to retreat into a position of fear, doubt, and anxiety. Brothers and sisters, we don't have to live in fear and anxiety about today or tomorrow when we put on the battle gear. When we put on the battle footwear that we engage in day to day. Because that battle footwear is the gospel of peace. We don't have to live in fear and anxiety. This armor keeps us from stumbling into that state of despair and hopelessness, that inner turmoil that we sometimes feel and fear will come and attack us on any day at any occasion. But we must put this on daily. Daily. Remember this, boys and girls, when you put on your shoes in the morning or your sandals or your hey dudes, whatever you put on, you're putting on God's armor with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Remember, we fight from victory and not for victory because Christ is victorious over sin and death and hell, and he is our peace. Peace is a person, and through this person, we have that peace which passes all understanding. Do you want to live feeling defeated, compromised, hopeless, Are you ready to stand firm upon the teachings of Scripture? Because this readiness of the gospel of peace extends more than just the gospel of peace. It extends to the whole truth of God's Word. The whole teaching of Scripture that is used to be for our defense. And we looked at that last week when we were exhorted not to compromise the truth to hold fast to the truth, to stand firm. How many of us struggle with appropriating the gospel of peace in our own souls? You hear, you're hearing it now. You're hearing it now. Yes, the gospel of peace, I believe it. How do you appropriate it? How do, how do you believe it? How do you walk in it? How do you walk in it? How many of us neglect to put on God's footwear or we don't even think about it? It's a passing notion and consequently we become vulnerable to the devil's attacks and schemes because he seeks to attack our confidence in his peace. He seeks to destroy our faith and trust in him and his promises. How do we appropriate the gospel of peace? How do we put on, how do we put on these boots well, it's a deliberate, intentional, disciplined, 
act every day. Every day, it's a deliberate, intentional act to put on these boots. Knowing what you are going to face in that day will be difficult. And so you pray, we pray, God, enable me to stand firm with the boots that you provide, that you give me. Grant me your spirit to enable and empower me to walk in this peace, to know this peace. And to tell Satan, get behind me. For no one can separate me from God and his love in Christ. The result of neglecting to put on God's military-issued footwear is fear. And fear results in immobility. Jim Wilson, I quoted him last week a couple times, writes this, To be immobilized is to be at the mercy of the enemy. An army or any other unit that is immobilized of attacking, evading, or retreating. It can only defend until surrender or to the end of life. You don't put it on, there's trouble coming. Do you struggle with fear, anxiety? Do you lack inner peace? Put on God's footwear, his armor. Just by way of example, in 1683, a man by the name of Whitlock was embarking as Cromwell's ambassador for Sweden. And Whitlock was very disturbed in his mind and very unsettled. He was fearful and anxious to meet the people of Sweden, and on his way there, he was sleeping, and nearby, there was a servant sleeping, and the servant noticed the anxiety and fear of Whitlock, and he said to Whitlock, sir, may I ask you a question? And Whitlock said, certainly, you may. The servant said, Sir, don't you think that God governed the world, world very well before you came into existence? And Willock said, Undoubtedly, he did. The servant then asked, Well, sir, can I ask you another question? And Willock said, Sure, go ahead. Well, don't you think he'll govern it quite well while you are still here? And he said, Well, certainly, of course, undoubtedly. Okay, I'd like to ask you another question, Mr. Whitlock. Is that okay? Certainly, go for it. Don't you think that he'll govern it far long be when you're gone? Don't you think he'll govern it long, be long after your life has ended? In other words, Mr. Whitlock, God is faithful. God is faithful. God will do what he has ordained and planned. And he, he will bring peace to your worrisome, fearful soul. And that night, Mr. Whitlock went to sleep peacefully, knowing that God is in control, that God is his peace, and that Satan was trying to get a, a foothold over him, trying to destroy his peace, and a servant came alongside 
and help them to understand biblically who the God of peace is because the God who has ordained all things will be faithful to the very end. Our God is faithful, and he has given us what we need to stand firm offensively and defensively with the readiness of the peace of the gospel. And he sends out ambassadors even now to proclaim the gospel of peace, calling all men to be reconciled to God, to repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. But he's also calling all believers who take up the armor of God, the battle footwear, to live our lives for him, to carry the light, the torch of Christ, to go on the offensive. I do believe that there is offensive and defensive use to this battle armor. And he calls us to take it up. Take it up daily as we fight the good fight of faith in this increasingly evil generation in which we live. And as the devil seeks to get a foothold over the church of Christ, we know that Christ has won the victory. We know that Christ is building his church and he is doing so through the ministry of the gospel of peace. And he is using his people to proclaim that message and to glorify his name. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven, we give you thanks and praise for the armor of God that you have provided for us to fight this spiritual warfare and to stand firm against the evil schemes of the devil. Oh, help us, Lord, we pray, to daily put on the shoes on our feet, the readiness of the gospel of peace, knowing, oh Lord, that it is your armor that protects us from the fears and anxieties and the worries and uncertainties of life, the fears and worries that the devil seeks to throw upon us. Oh Lord, we know that it is the armor of God, the shoes fitted for our feet that help us to stand firm in this gospel, in this glorious good news that Jesus is our peace. Help us to be on the offensive and defensive, to stand firm to the glory of your name and to the exaltation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 